Kelsey and this is KaleidoCast. Let's go! In today's ep, we are so thrilled to welcome Steph from not one, but two brands, Lunch Punch and Montico. Both brands have superb ranges that are much-loved pantry staples for Aussie families. So we, so we are so excited to get to know the mighty and modest lady behind the scenes, Steph. So welcome, lovely lady. Oh, wow. Thank you. That was so lovely. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> so, Steph, to kick things off, we already know you are an amazing boss lady, but what did you want to be when you were growing up? I always wanted to be a lawyer, like oh. the whole way through school. And I actually went directly from high school into a law degree. And I did six months of it and then was like, you know what? This is not me. I need to be so much harder than I am as a person to do this and then I was a bit lost because I spent my whole you know whole life thinking that's what I was going to do so it took me a few years to work out what was next there you go that's not um it's not something that you think of like did you even think of that as a child or did you know someone who was a lawyer or probably from high school yeah from high school onwards that's what I thought I would be yes (laughs) I always wanted to be a vet, but I can't even, like, if my chicken is limping, I feel like I need to fix it or do something. (laughs) And now I can't even, like, bear the thought of my fish dying, so I would make the... Yeah, Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pleased that I um, had a bit of a different change of heart like you did. It's Um, funny, isn't it? When you're in school, you feel like um, you've got to make all those decisions up front. You've got to have all the answers. And once you get out, you're like, actually, no, I could change at any time if I want to change. Exactly. That is so right. So um, instead of being a lawyer, you are now um, an owner of, like I mentioned, not one but two brands. How can, I just don't understand how you can do two at (laughs) once. My goodness. Can you talk us through, for anyone who doesn't know um, both brands, can you take us through them both? Yeah. Um, So I actually started with the Lunch Punch. So Lunch Punch was an existing business that I purchased off someone else. Um, So that uh, Lunch Punch is sandwich cutters and we've expanded the range and added in quite a few other like bento products. So anything fun inside the lunchbox, basically, Um, And I love that brand and I loved the products, but I felt like um, it wasn't me. Like it kind of came with a pre-existing audience and we knew what they liked and what they loved and what they didn't like. And I wanted, I really wanted something where I could just be myself and, you know, start it from the ground up and build a tribe and, you know, put my personality into something. Um, And that's where Monty came from. So I started Monty with just a drink bottle and then we expanded. My goal is basically everything for active Aussie families. Um, so, yeah, lunch bags, drink bottles, smoothie cups, food jars came this year and we've got a couple of other products coming before the end of the year along that line. Yeah, and so I love both the brands, but I feel like Monty is my baby. Like I, yes. my my third baby yeah <laughs> two actual babies um, but yeah but I started Monty from my garage and yeah 
Amazing. Um, it's actually funny. My mum and I went to our first trade fair and we got a little goodie bag and we were feeling so chuffed. It was in Melbourne and we had no idea what trade fairs was about or anything like that. And the one thing that I've kept from that little goodie bag that we got, which was about five years ago, was one of the lunch punch soccer balls. It's like a soccer oh, ball really? sandwich cutter. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought about it and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny that now I'm talking to you today because it's still sitting in my cupboard waiting for the day that my children will be so excited about eating a soccer ball sandwich so (laughs) I just (laughs) yeah so it's I'm like I'll have to tell Steph that story because um yeah I thought oh that's so funny that that it's come to today we still have it (laughs) uh so let's go back to the beginning um you've mentioned to me that you're one of seven children so what did family life look like growing up for you um complicated I would say <laughs> so I've got one one full brother and then mm. all of my other siblings are half half siblings either on my dad's side or my mom's side um it was busy and loud and chaotic and I loved it yeah I loved yeah so now our house is the house where all the kids in the street come to so I've got two boys but quite often there's you know five or six boys at our house you know trashing the place jumping in the pool and eating us out of house and home and I honestly love it I just love a busy house full of people yes that is that is beautiful that's exactly like what I hope for our um home one day we also have two boys but I hope that they bring all their friends home to play because that's exactly what our house was like growing up as well and I love I love the loudness like I can't deal with quiet yeah yeah it's just it's uncomfortable my husband's like oh you need to have some quiet time I'm like yeah (laughs) you know it's a bit of it's a bit of a strategic move too because I think my boys are a bit wild and I would like to know what they're doing I'd prefer that they're doing wild things at my house where I can say no you know that's not a great idea how about we don't do that as opposed to out and about you know yes I love that I was speaking to um, another one of our lady legends on the podcast and I was saying to her about my a friend of mine described my children as free range <laughs> and so she's like oh yeah that's good so <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sure that's probably adopted in your house as well yeah <laughs> uh, so is there any um family adventures that stick in your mind from when you were younger in all those chaotic times um we were such a beach family so I actually was born in Canberra and then I moved up to the Gold Coast when I was I think about nine and my mum just absolutely loved the beach and so I think for her she'd just been hanging to move to the beach for years and then we just literally spent every day in the school holidays at the beach you know eating we always had salami sandwiches and mine always ended up with sand in it um, you know as as you do um, but yeah the beach is just uh, it's just somewhere that's still really special to me now um, yeah yeah, nice one. I, I feel like I'm growing up in your family because it sounds so similar. Like oh, my really? family, yeah, came from like a you know a place where there was no beach, came to the beach, and now we love the beach. So beach <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you spoke about um, your own two little boys and your hubby. So can you um, tell us about the fabulous people behind the face that um, we see today? Sure. So my hubby's name is Lee. We've been married for just under 10 years. It's our 10 year anniversary 
um, next year, which makes me feel really old. <laughs> um, yeah, and we've got two boys. So Harks is seven. He's in year one and he is an extrovert to the max, um, which I find a bit challenging because I'm not. So he really pushes my um, me out of my comfort zone. And then we've got Sully, who's um, he's five. He's going to school next year, which I'm devo about. I tried to convince him to just stay at home with me forever, but he doesn't want to. Unfortunately, embarrassing, Mum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually asked him because at the moment we have Fridays together and we call it a me and you day. That's what he calls it. And I was like, next year when you're in school, what am I going to do on Fridays? And he was like, mm, probably cry. Like harsh, but true. Probably. <laughs> Don't you hate that when they know you so well? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Um, I love their names. They have fantastic names. Where did you guys um, get the inspo for their names from? Oh, it was funny, actually. I love long names, but I love having a nickname. And so the nickname was really important to us. And so, yeah, we were just running through, you know, the list of names as you do. And I really love the nickname, Sully. Um, and I actually hadn't watched Monsters, Inc. <laughs> we named him. And as soon as... We like introduced what his name was. Everybody was like, oh, from Monsters, Inc. And I'm like, what, what is oh, that? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that I guess we wanted them to have more formal names that they could use if they were older and they wanted to have that option. But then, you know, find nicknames when they're young. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. That's yeah. great. Which also mm-hmm. leads us to um, how did the name Montico come about? Oh, good question. So <laughs> Molly was actually a surprise as in we didn't find out his gender until he was born and Monty was our girl name uh-huh. if he had been a girl yeah there you go perfect <laughs> so, so it could have been really Sully isn't. it could have been Sully maybe yeah <laughs> Sully Co <laughs> Yeah, that really is my third baby, literally. <laughs> yes, yeah, it actually is. That's amazing. Do you ever get asked if you're going to have more girls? Because I feel like that's a question. Oh, try for a girl. I feel like that's a question. Yeah, constantly. You know, oh, I was time. so unprepared for people to ask me that all the time. Like I mm-hmm. remember, you know, I was at the post office. I had Sully in the carrier and I'm holding Hux's hand and the lady behind the counter is going, oh, two boys, that's a shame. And I was like, pardon? I just want to post my parcel. <laughs> Can we not talk about this? Like, are you going to try again for a girl? I'm like, well, you know, my baby's six weeks old. I really just want to post my parcel. Like, do we have to talk about it? Um, yeah, so I was really unprepared. I just, I didn't know that that was something that people wanted to talk about all the time when you have two mm-hmm. kids of the same gender. And to be honest, if I look back now and wonder whether I did the same before I had two boys, like, would I have asked that question too? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. It is funny, isn't it? After you become um, a parent of different situations, like I have two boys as well, and I get asked that a lot. And I'm like, did yeah. I ask that question? Or yeah, yeah, and you kind of think, oh, now I like, yeah, I veer off every single More question <laughs> in relation relation yeah. to everything. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting that people ask that. I'm like, oh no, like no, I have no, no. desire to do so. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, it's amazing that people think it's not fine, isn't it? Yeah, I was so like when we found out Sully was a boy, like after he was born, I was like, sweet, you know, I have got this nailed. I have done a boy before. I know what I'm doing. And that was such a joke because my boys are so obvious, uh, sorry, opposite, as in 
<laughs> nothing that works for the first one actually works for the second one. So even if they are the same gender, they're their own people. Oh, absolutely. And, um, yes. yes. But to answer your question, we go back and forward all the time about whether we would like to have another baby or yeah. not. Yeah, um, <laughs> girl yeah, or boy. I, uh, yeah, girl or boy. Uh, <laughs> I love the idea of having a busy house, but, you know, when you get like a few years in, to your old my um, youngest is now five you start getting a taste of that freedom that comes with them being a little bit older like on the weekend you know they wake up and go watch tv together and they might you know grab a banana if they're hungry they don't come and wake me up at five o'clock anymore and I think it's hard to think about going back after um yeah, getting a taste of that. Yes, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Definitely like my youngest yeah. is coming into being two. He's not two yet, but even just yeah. that little bit of freedom, I'm like, You're oh. getting there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't think I can yeah. go back to that. Like one's out of nappies, so I've only got one to go and it's just getting yeah. that little bit easier every day. And you're like, oh, I just, I don't think I could do it. But yeah. but you just never know, know, hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you guys um, are based on the Gold Coast, correct? Yes. Yeah. So and you were saying how much you love it there. So many other people take the Gold Coast as a holiday destination. Um, but seeing you live yeah. there, what holiday destination do you guys like to go to or would like to go to? Do you know we still go to the beach? Like yeah. we still go to other places for the beach. So actually at Christmas we're going camping um, up at Fraser Island. Nice. And so we're kind of like doing that sort of stuff. It doesn't feel like a holiday to me if there's no beach. Yeah. It's silly. <laughs> I know. I completely, I completely agree. There needs to be some form of water, like maybe a waterfall or a creek or, yeah, or a beach. Something. So, yeah, <laughs> you'll have to come yeah. and visit us in the Sundays. Oh, yes, I would love to. Actually, my husband's been suggesting that for our 10-year anniversary next year. He's trying to convince me. Yeah. Yes, come to Bowen. It is amazing. You'll love it. I'm sure we would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. We'll see you here next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you said that um, you were hoping to be a lawyer and you've kind of answered my question here. So you went into, um, from uni, you said, to and you started, did you finish Yeah, I did six degree? months. No, I did six months. And then I was like, this is not for me. And I have no idea what I want to do. And I actually went and traveled. So I traveled for seven years. Oh. I lived in the States. Uh, well, I went to Sydney first. And then I went to the States and London. And I um, kind of fell into an IT role. And um, that involved lots of travel as well and you know I, it was really fun and I just got to the point where I wanted to come home and put some roots down and so I came home actually moved back in with my mum went to uni and did IT and business so I did it kind of backwards I got the IT and business job and then did the degree afterwards yeah so then I worked in um, software development com companies for a while after that, until I had Sully, so I had my second and um, just decided that it was too hard juggling two parents working full time and being on the Gold Coast, like you said, it's more of a holiday destination. So to work in an IT field like software development field, most of the time you're commuting to Brisbane and it just makes a really long day, especially if you've got um, kids in daycare. So it was hard and yeah, just kind of made the decision that I wanted to be around a little bit more and um, 
yeah, took it from there. Yeah, great. Uh, so is that how Lunch Punch came to fruition? How did that come yeah. out? Yeah. So one of my really good friends, actually, Peter from the Bento Buzz, she mm-hmm. mentioned that um, one of her suppliers that she was buying products from was looking to sell. And did I think that I might be interested? Because she knew that I didn't want to go back to my you know, day job. And I was like, me? Like, what would I know about anything? <laughs> um, but it just felt like an opportunity worth talking about. Um, and yeah, so I actually went down to Melbourne and I met Kirsten, who was the previous owner of the Lunch Punch, and she was just amazing. She was so generous with her time and, um, yeah, just so kind and helpful in the whole handover process and getting me started. And I was really lucky that when I purchased the business, it had quite a bit of stock, um, which was helpful. So I just started from there. Started. First, by trying to sell what we already had and then working on, you know, how do we bring out some new exciting stuff. And she really held my hand while I learned the ropes. I felt so lucky um, to have that mentoring from Kirsten in terms of like manufacturing and because I knew nothing, knew nothing. Yeah. About that. Yeah. Um, and then I also felt really lucky to have Peter, so from the Bento Buzz, because she knew the market. So she knew what customers were asking for what you know gaps were there or I'd go to her and say hey I've got this idea and she'd say you know the nicest possible way but maybe no no that's not a great idea perfect (laughs) people don't want that (laughs) yeah so it was really great actually um Peter and I often joke that we had like half a brain each because I'm like the full-on IT nerd behind the scenes systems kind of a person and she's very uh, great at like the marketing and sales and understanding the market and stuff so we work really closely yeah yeah that's that's great to have um someone who you can bounce off because it's really important to have that summer especially even someone who can say to you actually that's not great like (laughs) you do need that as well don't you that's the most important thing because you know I don't you don't want someone who just says yes to every idea that you throw out there no that's um, right yeah and it's really hard Sometimes you're too close. You can't see that it's not, you know, not heading in the right direction or whatever. You do need an outsider to help. So true. Yeah, that's really lucky. Um, So as if you weren't busy enough with your children and a business, then you started only a year later, Montico. So um, I feel like you might have a little bit of crazy inside you. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) I love being busy. Yes, you do. So tell us... um, how Monty then came about. Yeah, actually, I started working on the lunch bags first. So I I decided that I wanted to bring out a lunch bag and it it came from being frustrated that I couldn't find what I wanted to buy. Um, And I felt like that the products kind of fell into one of two camps. So they were either really pretty, like great prints and fun, but, you know, my kids would use them twice and they'd be wrecked. Um, Or they were like, ugly (laughs) not ugly but you know plain and not exciting um but they'd last forever and I was like why can I not find anything that you know looks great because I wanted it to look great but will stand up to my kids um and that's where I started um making that which was such a long process so we went through so many different factories and so many different revisions and at one stage it was going to be a double stacker 
bag with an ice pack in the middle and then a big bag and then little and you know eventually um we got there I think it took nearly <laughs> 18 months it was ridiculous um so in the meantime I started working on the bottles and they came out first but, there you go um, although we've been working on the bags for ages yeah <laughs> isn't that funny <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, and then I, I think um because I often wonder like how you just come up with an idea and then it's in front of you um so I find that really amazing <laughs> how you know you yeah. go through all of that manufacturing and the the trials and all of that stuff it's really interesting to me how yeah. um yeah. yeah how you come how that comes about I was really surprised too because I was like, how hard can it be? You just draw a picture of the thing, you know, you ask them to make the thing. And I found it was it was so much harder than I thought, you know, testing the different linings and testing the different thicknesses of foam, like because you want it to perform well but you don't want it to be, you know, stiff that it's like a box and doesn't bend at all and, yes. um, you know, different types of printing and different fabrics and, yeah, and this – and. I guess I learned too in the nicest possible way that you have to be so specific. So if you don't, you know, don't assume anything when you're getting samples made. So mm -hmm. yes, yeah, I can a lot of imagine. Regions. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I think you really nailed it. it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, I still, I still see things that I would like to tweak, but it's hard once it's out in the market too. Yes, yes, yeah. that's so true. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think everyone would agree that they're pretty fabulous at the moment. So <laughs> only you would think that it needs tweaking, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have one moment in your biz world that you would consider to be the biggest thus far? The biggest. Um, you know, a big highlight for me was actually recently having Stace McGregs at one of our photo shoots. Yes. That, I have loved her for years. So I'm quite tall. I'm 5'11". And I always find that on Instagram or quite a, you know, most of the people that are sharing these beautiful clothes, I love buying clothes. <laughs> um, they're quite short and nothing ever looks like the same on me as it looks on them. So I love steaks because I watch um, her stories religiously and I'm like, I love that. or I love how she styled it. And she's just so genuine and fun. And we were coming up with a concept for a photo shoot and every um, model that we were looking at, I'm like, they're great, but they're just not Stace. Like, I feel like Stace would just be perfect, um, but she would never want to work with us, I'm oh. sure. And in the end, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to message her because if you don't ask, you don't know. And she came back and said yes. And I, it was honestly, it was so great. And even better was that when she came and did the shoot, she was just as lovely in person. Because, you know, when you've, like, built someone up yes. a lot before you meet them and you're like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go, but she was amazing. amazing. You were fangirling. <laughs> I was. I was like, don't be weird. Don't be weird. <laughs> I was watching in your stories and, I, yeah, I was like, oh, yay, yeah. Yeah, I felt the excitement as well. It was great. That's how I feel when you guys reply to my um my podcast messages. I feel like oh really? <laughs> so you gave me that Stace um oh. that Stace feeling. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm um yeah. Hopefully you're not. You're meeting my expectations. It's totally fine. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, so we were just speaking about um, your photo shoots and things like that. And you've got a really yeah. great team who um, I really enjoy getting to know um, at Montico. So can you take us through the crew? 
Yeah, so um, it's it's growing so quickly and we're very lucky to have such a great team who, who I guess they, they're better at things than I am. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that I feel like when you're first starting a business, you have to be good at everything. And then you get to a point which for us was probably like last year where I was like, you know, I've done as much as I can do with my skills and now I'm going to bring in people who know more than me, who can just come in and nail it. Yeah, and that's where we're at now, which is awesome. Um, so we have Jeff who runs our warehouse and he takes care of everything from, you know, stuff that's coming in, stuff that's going out, dealing with couriers and we have casual packers that come in depending how busy we are. Um, we've got Cohen, who is the creative genius. So she does our designs, like our prints, and takes our photos now, which has honestly been a game changer because I can, you know, having someone in-house, in we can go, hey, what about this idea? And then she can just magically turn it into reality, um, which is amazing. That's awesome, And then, yes. yeah, we have Ness and Tegan who do customer service and admin. You probably see a fair bit of Ness on stories because she always looks beautiful. She does. <laughs> That's what I think. Does. I'm like, oh, my goodness, how do you look like that every day? <laughs> she honestly does. She is just amazing fashion inspo. Um, yes. Yeah, and just genuinely lovely to work with. And, um, yeah, it's great because I have days where I'm like, whoa, I really can't go on stories today. No one wants to see that. <laughs> and Ness is always happy. <laughs> Ness is happy to jump in front of the camera. And oh, then beautiful. our most recent um, starter is Craig, who is the office manager. And that's been a game changer for me because um, – He's taken a lot of like the day-to-day -day running of the business off me so that I couldn't focus on the bits that I'm good at and, and want to work in, which is mostly marketing and creative stuff. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it's I really like how um, everyone in your team jumps on your socials and we get to know everyone behind the scenes. It's yeah. a really nice insight um, into the brand. I, I really enjoy it and they all look so much fun. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I'm happy to hear that. Yes. Um, so I saw actually speaking of stories that you and your little men like to play best or worst. So yes, I wanted to play it. a little best and worst with you. Um, okay. So what is the best and worst part of owning a business, do you think? Or two? <laughs> that's hard. Um, I would say, actually, I think they're both the same. And I think that it is choosing your own, the best part, choosing your own hours and having that flexibility. But that is also the worst because for me, someone who loves working, the temptation is there to just work way too much. And it also does mean that um, there aren't really any boundaries. So even if you're not officially, you know, air quotes, working, you're still working. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's great. It is great having that flexibility. Um, so, yeah, I, actually, it's funny. When I first met Kirsten, the previous owner of the Lunch Punch, she explained it really well. And she said, you're never 100% on because you can be doing other things, but you're also never 100% off. Yes, so yeah. true. Yes, that is, I think every small business person would be like, yep, you've nailed it. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, yeah. it's it's tricky to um yeah separate the two um especially like with family and work so you're like oh I can just quickly do that little email or oh I'll yeah. quickly do that but yeah it is tricky um yeah I can definitely I think that's a a really relevant answer <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm such a night owl too so that's where it's really hard because I um I could work very late into the night and that's when I do my best work but it's really hard not to. Yes I totally agree because there's nothing else to think about when everyone's in bed and all the jobs are done and you're like yes there is so I can focus now Um, but then there is something called sleep that we also need. (laughs) Yes and life that happens the next day it doesn't really care that you stayed up ridiculously late <laughs> like yes yeah, yeah it's like a hangover without drinking isn't it <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so we we're speaking about um owning a business can be really busy and tough and lovely but it can also be um a little bit anxiety inducing with um all the things that go through your mind so in the series I've found many of the ladies that I've spoken to um at one time or another have felt um a bit of anxiety creep in. So I, from my understanding, I believe that um, you have also been through a time in your life where anxiety has come up. Um, and yeah. I, I have also, so I do like to really talk about it um, with my guests and with anybody who yeah. wants to listen, just yeah. to normalize it and to make it feel like that is, it's a real thing that people are going through. Um, yeah. yeah. So are you able to Um, talk to us a little bit about how it came about initially the triggers for you yeah um for me it came about mostly from exhaustion I think like I was um still working an IT job and doing the business because I was using the money from the IT job to fund the business and then I also had Sully as um who was a terrible sleeper um he literally still wakes up in the night he's five Mm -hmm. so um just that the combination of the business stress plus working quite a stressful day job and not getting a lot of sleep um yeah I just burnt out and it was really bad it was to the point that I was basically housebound um, with anxiety it was just crippling in every part of my life was um, was impacted and my husband had to pick up a lot of the slack there so even little things like going to do the groceries and stuff was um, too hard mm-hmm. at one point and it took a long time to get well again and um, part of that was down to me being really stubborn because I didn't want to go on medication mm-hmm. and I had a bit of a I don't know, I had a mental block around it that I didn't, I just didn't want to. And I thought that I should be able to fix everything without the medication. Um, just a personal, yeah, I don't even know where that came from. It seems yeah. so silly now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, it, it is a bit of a stigma. Like people do think that, you know, just like a cold, you can fix it. Um, yeah. But it, oh, it is yeah. a bit different, isn't it? It is, it is. And um, yeah, eventually, so I I tried so many different things. Like I tried all the naturopath things and Mm -hmm. exercising and I feel like I was just too far gone, to be honest. Like I just let it get too bad. Um, And I eventually went on medication, which was life-changing for me. Um, And then once I was medicated, I could then work on all the other things that are really important to manage anxiety. So regular exercise and eating well and, you know, 
sleep, not working until 3 a.m., <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, so I came off the medication about a year ago. I was on it for 18 months in total. Um, and now I just really have to prioritise. Um, yeah, so I, the way that I word it to myself, I guess, is that I'm still on medication. It's just that it's not a tablet now. It's yes, going right. through every day. It's, you know, decent early bedtimes, consistent sleep. It's, yeah, good yes. food. Yes. Yeah, all of that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, if I did need medication again in future, I, I wouldn't wait so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also um, very similar experience. I'm still on medication, so yeah. one day I will get the courage to try um, yeah. try and wean myself off. But um, like you said, it's a game changer when you've been feeling so in that hole to when you take it, it and yeah. then you, you can work on the other things then because you can't work on those things when you're in that in that state can yeah you? that's what I found yeah I was just too far gone for, yes um, for of that stuff yeah yeah totally also, I, think it's, I feel like it's just part of my personality now as well so it's hard to work out you know where just being like a bit of a warrior and a perfectionist in my personality ends and where it actually becomes anxiety and I yes. guess that's where it's impacting if it's impacting negatively on my life then you know I need to question question it but otherwise I'll definitely just have a bit of that forever yes yeah and I think like if yeah. you recognize like you said if you recognize where it's becoming um a bit more on the side of debilitating then you know, you know, when to, when to pull yourself up, but when you first experience it, you can't see it happening until it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. It, it snuck up on me. Yes. It really did. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I can definitely, um, definitely feel where you're coming from there, but it's really good to talk about because it's something that happens in many people's lives. And sometimes it is personality and sometimes it is genetics or sometimes it's a trigger, but yeah. 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 Situation. Yeah. I think it's so important because for me, when I, you know, I was so anti-medication and I read, actually it was a podcast. I was listening to a podcast um, with Mama Mia, like Mia Mm -hmm. Friedman, and Mm -hmm. she was talking about she has anxiety and she takes medication and she'll probably have to take it for the rest of her life and it just is who she is and that's fine. And just hearing that kind of normalised it enough for me to, to make that step. So I do feel like it is really important yes. to talk about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I never thought that it was um, comfortable to talk about. But um, yeah. now I'm like, yeah, I, like it doesn't bother me in the slightest. Yeah. Um, I remember Absolutely. talking to um, uh, a friend, a friend's mum, and she, she, we were talking about medication. She was like, oh, cool, what are you on? <laughs> talking about like what movie we'd watched on the weekend it was so just such a casual conversation and I was like yeah I like that like that that really um really for me I was like yeah I'm I can talk about this with anybody now because it's nothing to be ashamed of so yeah I really like that you are open about that as well so thank you for letting letting us in and chatting about that um so we've spoken a bit about your products um and you spoke about the you you like to do the creative side of things when you are able to. So where do you find yeah. the inspiration to create new ideas and designs and things like that? That's a hard question. And you know what the frustrating part is, is you can't force it. 
Yes. So you can't go, okay, I'm going to sit down today and I'm going to come up with two new ideas between, you know, eight o'clock, I'm going to start working on ideas and I'll have them done by nine. Like you can't. (laughs) And I find that so frustrating because they just happen when they happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So in terms of actual products, we're lucky that we get a lot of ideas from our customers now. So they ask things that they want. Yeah. But when it comes to prints and colors, um, it is definitely just, you know, we, we have a folder called the Inspo folder where we take screenshots of anything that we see around and it could be a product in a shop or an Instagram post that has great colours or, you know, a print or a photo or whatever and we pop it in there and that's usually our starting point. And when we notice that, um, so I work quite closely with Cohen on that and when we notice that we're screenshotting similar things and putting it in there we're like okay I think we're on to something there I think this is where we need to go next I love that I love how simple that is <laughs> yeah yeah that's great yeah. I love yeah. seeing Although, like, um, new things you bring out oh thank you we've got a rain <laughs> coming up soon actually which we're releasing at the end of November and that was a funny one because I had a picture in my head but I couldn't find it anywhere and um I kept saying to Cohen no it needs to be like you know a bit more like this no a bit fluffier no a bit more you know and she actually just drew it on a piece of paper with a sharpie she drew one of the elements um it's a I can probably tell you what it is it's a palm tree oh yeah I was like like, the the, what is it called the from yes, yes. yeah 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 yeah. they need to they need to go up like they need to go up and fluffy and yeah and she drew it on a piece of paper scanned it in and then drew some other elements to match and made it into a print and I was like oh my god this lady she's so talented and it's yeah it's it makes it so much easier just having someone who can take the ideas and turn it into something yeah because I don't have that yeah, yeah, she was in your brain. <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah. That she is really so is. great. Uh, so talking about the products, I like to pay, uh, play a little game called um, Fave, Flop and Flu. So what was your fave product? Yeah. What product flopped, if any, which I highly doubt, yeah. <laughs> and what product just flew off your shelves? Okay. Um, my favourite probably a random one, but is the shopper sets. And I seriously use that every day. And it's probably because I designed it to be exactly what I want Um, because I was so frustrated at the fact that even though I owned 50 million Woolies reusable bags, I never bloody had them with me when I got to the checkout. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so for me personally, as in the one that I use the most, that's definitely my favourite. With the flop, we haven't had like a whole product that's a flop, but the interesting thing is with colours and prints, we will quite often have a print that goes really slow at the start. And one of those, for example, was our street print, which you'd see that we brought back recently. And what happens, it feels like it's everybody time, is that when it sells out or when we're down to like five left, everybody wants that print. Yes. And I'm like, but hang on, why didn't you guys want it for the last year while we had it in stock and now it's sold out and you, and you want it? Yes. So I, I don't know if it sometimes just takes a little bit of time for people to see it and like, you know identify with it or something or whether we were just we just missed the trend by a year 
but actually that was one that was quite slow to start and now we've just keep bringing it back because it's doing really well Isn't it and we with, I know I know it just I have no idea what I'm doing really I just you know we're just winging it over here and I think I've worked it out and I'm like okay they don't like this kind of print okay move on to something else and then I'm like oh, hang on they do yeah you can just never know I often like think oh this product and like you said it hasn't sold and then the moment it sells out you have 10 people asking you for it oh my goodness (laughs) it is so it's very tricky so that taught me a little bit um about just being more patient so not every product is going to fly out the doors the second that you release it and some of them will be a little bit slower to build that traction yes and I guess with that using that one as an example before that we had only had quite young prints and that was our first go at like an older one so I guess it takes time for people to realize that we do now try and cater for those older kids as well yeah so true you you just always um presume that people can always see what you're doing don't you but yeah yeah and (laughs) then you're like oh wait people aren't seeing this all the time every day (laughs) it is true don't read every single post that we post (laughs) exactly exactly it's so funny um and what about flu which one I know there's so many of them but what was what um, the smoothie cups the, the smoothie cups. cups we can just never keep them in stock every time I'm like okay I'm gonna buy more this time I'm gonna buy more because last time they sold out really quick and yeah they just consistently do really well and we've been so lucky because we went through a time earlier this year when COVID first happened where we were out of stock for quite a long time and I know there's um you know competitor products out there but we just have such a great audience and such a great following that as soon as we had stock again they all came back yes you know yeah Yeah. I think uh, yeah you built like you build that like you guys are just so honest and wonderful to follow and that's why people keep coming back um so yeah that's definitely all down to you guys it's your product is fabulous (laughs) thank you I just feel so lucky because um you know I could have gone it could have gone either way. Yeah. Like with that, when it's frustrating when someone's out of stock. For a yeah. Time. Yes. Yeah. 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 But you know, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's right. And that's so humbling, isn't it? Um, what is, uh, we speak it like it before you said that um, customers often tell you what they would like to see. Yeah. But what's the strangest request that you have come across so far? Have you got one? <laughs> yes. Someone asked us to make adults only theme lunch punch. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. When we suggested a theme, we, we posted a little poll saying, you know, tell us what themes you'd like us to make. And someone suggested adults only, which would be a whole new market, I guess. Um, it would. But we haven't done that one yet. <laughs> we, do, we do get asked quite regularly for wine, wine cups. So... Yes. I haven't done anything about it yet, but that's one of the things that we do get asked about. Yes. There's no reason yeah. you can't put wine in a water bottle. That disguises it perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> or a smoothie cup. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Take that take that to soccer <laughs> at 10 a.m. It's fine. No one, no one needs to know. Yeah, exactly. Stock has posted a really funny reel of, um, of her doing that in the shop, putting... <laughs> Popping some wine into her. It was a coffee cup. Yes. <laughs> just cracked me up. Yeah, I love it. Oh, so, so much. good. Yes. That people, you can definitely use your wine in the cups. It's all good. Yes. 
<laughs> so we talk, you just spoke, spoke about reels, um, but we speak about our socials and how important they are to our business. So you guys have, um, I'm on to about 25,000 other people who follow you along with me. And I absolutely love your socials, like I've said. Um, but do you enjoy um, doing them? I understand you shy away from the camera a little more. And then, <laughs> then the other yeah, people. Yeah, you know, I hate having my photo taken, but for some reason, video is different. Yes, I don't know why. It's like if Cohen, when we do team photos, ninety percent of them, I have my eyes closed. <laughs> I don't know how. Like I either have my eyes closed or I'm not looking. I'm not paying attention. Or we were just looking at some earlier from the tropical shoot, actually, and I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, there's one where my eyes are both open. Um, but I don't mind video. And for some reason, stories, it it doesn't feel scary. We've got such a nice um, little group of followers there who are so supportive and kind. And, yeah, I'm very lucky that way. Yes, um, you can so kind of use yeah. it as a, a very large parenting group in some way, hey? <laughs> yeah. Great. Actually, have really great advice. Yes. Yeah, yeah I've like noticed um, yeah, a few things that you've shared in like the Halloween costume the other day. I was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> All those kind yeah. of things. It's really, it's a really great platform to yeah. ask um, similar, yeah, similar people. So yeah, yeah your socials yeah. are great. Um, and I'm pleased to know that you enjoy doing them because some people I do. don't love yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> I genuinely do um yeah if I just didn't have to ever be in a photo that would be great (laughs) (laughs) no stills no still photos uh so we spoke about Stacey a bit earlier and I was wanting to talk to um you guys have done a lot of collaborations with um other fabulous colorful women so can you take us through a few of those collabs and some of your favorites um do you mean like the Casey Rainbow one? Yes, yeah, exactly. That yes. was honestly such a highlight. Another yes. time when, you know, I, I thought she was going to say no. <laughs> she said yes. Um, yeah, so we did that one recently. Um, so Casey, her designs are just so bright and so fun. I followed her for a long time. I bought a whole bunch of things um, in her prints from Little Party Dress. And we just decided that we wanted a really bright, fun, different release. And, yeah, so we did a collab with Casey. She was such a delight to work with, like um, another person who somehow has that skill of getting inside my brain. Because <laughs> yes. I feel like we didn't give her much guidance. We were like, you know, we were kind of thinking jungle but not too leafy, <laughs> you know, Perfect. a bit bright, a bit this. Yeah. And she just took it and, yeah, made it happen and then, we brought out a couple of products in that range and the photo shoot for that range, the Wildcats range, was a huge highlight for us too because we had Katie Potato and Trainee Mama and Kel from My Shopping Dreams and we met them at the powerhouse and did the shoot there and Casey actually came along as well so I got to meet her in person. Um, yeah, so I really love that one. We're definitely planning on doing some more artist collabs in the new year. Yes, Awesome. Um, so- yeah, I'm so enjoying yeah, seeing artists. the people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I follow a few. I, I, yeah, I love Casey Rainbow. She's amazing. Um, yeah. I've, I also have a few of her prints and um, things for the boys and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah. there's definitely some great ones out there. So, which is exactly what I was going to ask you is what um, Instagram <laughs> feeds do you go to for inspiration? For inspiration. It doesn't you know just what? have to I'm be business. <laughs> I was just about to say 
away my personal Instagram page, all the pages that I follow, none of them are business. They're yes. all kind of fashion or homewares or, you know, just general mum life. I in Yeah, if I'm on socials, like just being Steph, not being, you know, Steph at Monty. Yes. Um, yeah, I just really love authentic accounts, I think, ones that show the kind of warts and all accounts are the, definitely the ones that I prefer over um, perfection in yes. a photo. Yeah. And I am an online shopping addict. <laughs> <laughs> I follow a lot of clothing brands. Yes. What are some of your faves? Yeah. Um, Feather and Noise, Little Party Dress, The Self Styler. I've just recently popped my um, lullaby club cherry and bought a dress from them, which I absolutely love. Um, yeah, it's bad. I love it. <laughs> That's great. You need to yeah, treat yourself. I actually, yeah, I actually said to my husband questioned one day, he, he would never say don't buy. He was just like, oh, there's like a few packages for you today. And I said, well, you know what? This is why I work because I want to buy a dress. That's right. And you deserve to. Yes. Good on you. That's great. Um, So we speak, like we were just talking, we've spoken about, should I say, um, a lot of parents love your products. Um, And they're a bit of a, like I said at the start, they're a staple for Aussie families. And a lot of people like would go to say that like the um, insulated, a uh, little bowl is a mum hack. You've got your snack pouches, perfect mum hacks. Yeah. So what is your favourite mum hack that you could give to us? Mm. If you have one. My mum hack, you know what? I'm quite a lazy mum. <laughs> I don't know if I should admit that. But, yeah, um, okay. yeah, I am. And I think one of the biggest things that I've been working on in the last year with my boys is, is independence. So, giving them the time and space to do things themselves and being a perfectionist I do find that hard because I'm like it's not done properly but just let it go they've done it and yeah I guess that that's probably my best mum hack that I've learned in the last 12 months is to let them try doing it themselves because um yeah, I don't want to have to tie their shoelaces when they're 21. Yes, yes. So you'll be looking yeah. forward to putting the Christmas tree up then very soon and letting them go for gold? Yes. Oh, I don't know. I might have to fix it a little bit after they go to bed. Um, but, yeah, yes. I've um, seen people. We're working on, oh, you're right. Sorry. We're working on a bit more independence and, you know, um, making breakfast themselves and that kind of stuff. Yes, yeah, that's really – it is hard to – and especially when you have a time, time restraints and things yeah. like that to try and let them yeah. do it in their own time. It, it can be a little challenging, but yes, we all need our own time to learn, I guess, don't we? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so what, I tell myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does the next few years look like for Monty and Lunch Punch? Hmm. You know what? I find that really hard because I feel like I had a, a quite a long list of things and I ticked almost all of them off now. Awesome. And and I'm just in that position where I need to sit down and re like reset some new goals and work out what what we're doing next. Um, I definitely like to expand the range into more 
lifestyle things, so less lunch-related, more lifestyle. Yeah, um, great. But I, I don't 100% know what those will be yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few ideas on my whiteboard that we're mulling over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then I think just keep doing what we're doing and doing it well and bringing out new colours and new prints that people hopefully love. Yes. And yeah. Take it as it comes. 2020 <laughs> yeah. has been a bit of a crazy one, so you never know what 2021 will be like. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If you asked me at the start of 2020, I'm such a planner. Like I would have had every single thing planned. This is what we're doing at this time. And I feel like 2020's kind of snapped that out of me a little bit <laughs> and forced yes. me to go with the flow a little bit more. And um, there is something to be said about that because being able to react to what the market's asking for, like what people want and what they need and how that's changing, that's important too. Yeah, you know, I agree. Just, yeah, not just having, you know, a, a two-year plan that's everything set in stone. Yes, so. yeah. I think I've spoken, like I was saying, of, of, to a few other biz ladies and they've said a very similar thing that there isn't a five-year plan or something like that. Like it just goes um as it comes and you you never know what's going to pop up so yeah I like that I like um yeah not having that pressure of having a set plan now so we are nearly at the end but I did tell you about our little game (laughs) that we're going to play (laughs) yes so you've listened to a few of my podcasts so you know that um you just pick a number from one to five and that is one of my games so if you'd like to pick a number and then I'll tell you what one it is all right number three Number three is, okay, I think this is the one you mentioned to me yesterday. <laughs> oh, no, I don't have an answer for it. <laughs> it might not be that one. Don't worry. So okay. it's if, if you were a something. So I pull a few out and okay. you can say if you were this and why. Okie dokie. So I can close my eyes. If you were a vegetable, what would you be? A vegetable? <laughs> hmm. I was going to say an avocado and that's not a vegetable. So. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a great start. Um, you know what? I think I'm pretty boring. So I would say just like a carrot. Like a carrot. Start standard. Works, you know, <laughs> if you think of veggies, it's probably the first one you think of, you know. Straighty 180. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the next one is an alcohol. An alcohol. Well, my favourite drink is Captain Morgan, a spice rum. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with that. I love okay. it in cocktails though. So um, we've actually got some mocktail recipes that we're just about to publish. Um, yes, so one of them. Oh, awesome. I'll link to that. Yeah, in the, in the, <laughs> um, I'll link to that in the notes, <laughs> in yeah. the, in the um, show notes. And the last one is if you were a decade, what would you be? Decade. Ooh. You know, this is so easy to answer for my husband because he's 100% 80s. Like yes. He 80s. And it's really hard for me. I don't know. I don't know. Probably 90s. I'm a 90s kid. Mm-hmm. I love 90s R&B. Um, I love the old TV shows. Um, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> that is great. So that brings us to the end. Um, thank you so much for your time. It is so appreciated. Thank you for I have, having me. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure. I've really, really enjoyed getting to know you and seeing your face instead of via emails has been so lovely. <laughs> um, so Steph, can you please remind us where we can find you? 
Yep. So on Monty stories is probably the best place to find us. So mm-hmm. our Instagram is monty.co and yeah, that's where we hang out. Yes. Um, and lunch punch as well. Lunch punch. Yes. Yeah. So our Instagram, poor little lunch punch. I always neglect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our Instagram for that is the, at the lunch punch. Beautiful. And uh, we can find your website links from your instas. Yep beautiful (laughs) excellent thank you so much I so appreciate um everything that you have given us today and I hope that um everyone has enjoyed getting to know you thanks Kelsey (laughs) thank you so much